Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Infinite Improvement Podcast with myself, Coach Christo, and of course, Coach Andres. This week, we're going to be talking about something that a player does that impresses us a lot that other people might not see or might not expect to be that impressive to us. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll hop um, right into it with, with my story. Um, and uh, this is something that I've talked about before. Um, but basically, when I was uh, in England, uh, I got a chance to work with a lot of really great coaches, um, you know, have uh, some uh, you know, St. George's Park was literally like an hour away from me. So I got the chance to go there a bunch, uh, talk to great coaches, talk to scouts. Uh, I spent some time um, at uh, Stoke City's Academy. Uh, so I got to work with some really, really uh, great people. Um, and this was obviously in the um, uh, not at the beginning of uh, when I got into coaching, because I've been coaching for 14 years. So it was still like, you know, uh, at least like seven, seven years in. Um but uh, I was not the coach that I am today. And I think a lot of those experiences, you know, helped uh, shape the coach that I am now uh, in a lot of ways. Um, so in, in working with, um, you know, with great coaches, um, my kind of my ideas on the game shifted a lot. Um, so uh, basically, I was talking with a Premier League Academy uh, scout um, about what things he looked for in players. Um, because this is something that obviously I think, you know, a lot of people like have, have the, you know, ask, um, and a lot of people think about, and I think it's something that a lot of players get wrong. So we talked last week about how, like, uh, a lot of players try to stand out to scouts or stand out at a trial. Um, and, uh, and how that's maybe not the, the best thing to do, how you should more focus on, you know, playing your game, feeling natural and, uh, and, uh, you know, playing and taking things as they come, uh, and being part of the team rather than trying to, to stand out necessarily. Um, but at the same time, there are certain things that, uh, I think players can do, uh, to, to stand out a little bit. Um, and it's not so much in, in how you play, uh, but more of, uh, how you act on the field. Um, so the, the one, uh, the one thing, and I've heard this before that, um, scouts watch for what happens when a team concedes a goal, uh, or <laughs> what happens when a player scores a goal. Um, you know, uh, do they, do they celebrate, uh, do they help get their teammates, uh, you know, back in the game after conceding? Are they, you know, sort of that. Uh, that player to kind of rally the team heads up, let's go again. Uh, doesn't matter. Or do they get very uh, emotional, very frustrated uh, when their team concedes a goal? But this was something a little bit different that I didn't quite expect um, because this, this coach said that, um, you know, it's, or this scout said that it's very easy to uh, celebrate a goal when you were part of it. And it's very, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward that when your team concedes, you don't, Obviously, you don't want to get very frustrated and let that affect you a lot. Sure. These things are very straightforward. Um, and he said that what he liked to look for in players more um, was when a team scores a goal, but you weren't involved in that goal, how do you react? So are you celebrating with your team or do you just, you know, you're, you're calm, you're just relaxed, 
uh, and not, you know, not celebrating it as much as if you were involved. So the contrast of say I score a goal and I'm, you know, going crazy celebrating, but then when my teammate scores a goal, I'm not doing anything. He he thought that that was a a huge red flag in a player uh, because it shows that that player cares more about themselves than they do about the team. And at the end of the day, what is a scout looking for? A scout is looking for a player who's going, who they can recommend to a team or assign to a team, depending how the scout works, um, who can take that player and make them a successful part of the team that they already have or the team that they're building. So scouts look for players who will help a team, not players who want to help themselves. So it made me flash uh, flashback. And I actually have a, a photo that I'll put um, on the screen now. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see it of um, my team when I was playing in an academy uh, in Greece, scoring a goal uh, and my teammates celebrating. And I'm kind of standing on the, on the side, uh, not celebrating. Um, and I, I was, I was warming up. Uh, I wasn't on the field when the goal was scored. I was warming up to come on as a substitute. And that was a very difficult time in my career because I wasn't playing a lot and I was pretty young. So I'm not going to be too hard on myself. Um, but at the same time, you know, looking back, uh, it doesn't matter how frustrated I was as an individual in that moment. Uh, you know, the team always comes before the individual. And in that moment, I should have just sucked it up and celebrated with my teammates because it was the right thing to do. Um, and thinking back on that, uh, it's, it's something that I, uh, that I didn't do. And, and I really wish that I, that I could, that I could, that I had had the, the kind of strength to do that. I think a lot of players, uh, let their ego get in the way of, of being a good teammate. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, like, you know, my teammates scored, it's not like, you know, I was, I might've been having issues with my, with my coach. Um, but I wasn't having issues with, with my teammates. And it's important that I always, you know, you always put your teammates, uh, your teammates first. It's a, it's a team, uh, it's a team sport. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, the, the photo is, uh, is a little bit every time, you know, I kind of, uh, I, I have it in my phone, uh, and every once in a while I, uh, you know, I look at it just to, just to remind myself a little bit of, uh, you know, what I should have been doing in that moment. Um, Rather than kind of, you know, being a little bit, uh, you know, sulking a little bit, which is what I was doing. Um, so I thought it was it was very interesting that uh, that scope, uh, that scout uh, was able to point to something that I didn't I didn't do. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, I've, I've learned uh, lessons since then. Uh, and now I would you know, I would always celebrate a goal that my team scored, even if, if I wasn't. Um, if I wasn't the one scoring it or assisting or being super involved in it. Um, but I, I think it was, it was an interesting one because a lot of players think that all that matters is how well they play, how good of a player they are, but there are a lot of other things that, uh, that matter, uh, to people. Because like I said, uh, if you're looking to play for a better team, that better team wants a player who's going to help them be successful. Um, and these, these little things, uh, you know, leadership on the, on the pitch, having a good attitude, putting the team first, those things really matter because, you know, 
taking one player into a, into a locker room, uh, it can, it can change the, the, the vibe, the, like the atmosphere a lot. If that player is quite negative, like we said before, like negativity can spread. Um, so these are things that, that people look for. Uh, and I think, you know, it's, it can be, it can be tough sometimes, uh, to, to put the team first, but I think it is, you know, it is always the right thing to do. Um, what you do you, in that situation? Why do you think that is? Why do you think, why do you think is, we gravitate to um, feeling something inside of us when it's not us, the one, when it's not me, the one that scored or the one who did the assist or, or I wasn't on the field or the player in my position scored when I'm on the bench. What What is it inside of us? Or have you been able to pinpoint that um, from when you were a player? Yeah. So I think like the, the reality is, and I know we've, like we've said this before and this is, like a big part of our coaching um, is like we work, work with youth players uh, mostly. And at any level, a team of youth players is going to look a lot different in a year, in two years and in five years, you know, hopefully they'll be playing in, you know, college or in uh, you know a semi-professional league or a professional league. Um, so a lot of these players think, and I'm guilty of this. I thought this as well, that doesn't matter um, how the team does. Um, and I, I still believe that as a coach that like results at the youth level really don't matter at all. Um, and it should be about individual development because these players are going on to play for other teams. Um, but you need to be able to succeed as an individual within a team environment. Um, th- this is the, the part that gets kind of lost is that it needs to be within a team environment. I had a coach once who said to me, um, in order to help yourself, you need to help, you need to find a way to help the team because that's what matters at the end of the day. You can't, you can be the best individual player, you know, but if you, if you can't find a way to channel that into team success, then you're not going to play at a higher level uh, because that's what matters at, at the end of the day. Even if like the results don't matter, you need to find a way, uh, a way to help the team. And I think a lot of players think that because they're going to be on a different team, maybe next year, maybe they'll be wanting to play for an academy or they want to play for a professional team or college or whatever it is. They, all that matters uh, is succeeding as an individual when it's really succeeding as an individual and learning to translate that individual success into, into team success, whatever level you're playing at, because I'm a very strong like believer that when you're on the field in a game, you try to make the right decisions for the team. Even if like at the end of the day, the result doesn't really matter uh, because like, that's the game, right? You play the game to, to succeed as a team. You don't, you don't just play it um, to, I, I don't know, like to um, uh, obviously you want the individual development through that. But when you're when you're playing a game, yeah. like you're, you're playing to succeed together. Uh, so yeah. why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you try to succeed together? If, if that kind of like makes sense that yeah. I think they, they take the first step, like they understand that that things change as they develop and they'll play on different teams yeah. and stuff. But they miss that that second that it's succeeding as an individual within a team environment because you're never ever ever not in a team environment 
in soccer, unless you're training on your yeah. own, which is great, but it's, you know, team training is more important. Games are more important. Yeah. That's, I have a hard time. I have a hard time anytime I'm coaching to remove myself from the collective. Um, and, and the best way to do that I fight it is like, well, hopefully they have a coach that, um, expresses more or, or, or focuses more on the individual because I don't know how to um, necessarily focus on on a specific talented player to help the team win. I only know how to help the team win and then ex- that would expose um, the individual uh, moments of creativity. Um, and, and so I think I, is I that wish- something Is that something that like you... Uh- has kind of like always been there or is, is that something that like you've kind of like built up? Because I think I'm like almost uh, the opposite in, in some ways that I'm very good um, that I have to, I, I have to like think about ways that I'm going to like make it um, maybe like at least I have to be more conscious about finding ways to encourage people, uh, players to to be part of the team and to be involved in the team environment whereas I find it much easier to work with players um, you know one-on-one or to to kind of like pull a player to the side um, and talk to them I feel like I can have a lot more impact that way than maybe talking to the team together uh, like not not that it's like necessarily very difficult for me to do, but I have to be more conscious about it. Whereas like the individual stuff, because maybe that's what I relate to because as a player, I was maybe too individualistic um, at least as a young player. Um, so repeat the question. Yeah. So like, is that, is that something that's always been there for you or do you feel like you've had to like uh, work on that? Like Andres as a player, was he always putting the team first, even as like a, a five-year-old or a, a 15-year-old? Yeah, I, I think. Um, because little, little was, Christo was definitely not. <laughs> I think Andres was a very uh, selfless player. Um, but I, I knew the spaces in which I was one of the more, most talented players. I think where that changed was when I got into environments in which I knew I was able to recognize that my talent um, was was not enough. Um, and even when I had exceptional games, that wasn't enough for the team to do well. Um, and and that being, being placed in, a, in an environment where there was players as good better and better than me um it helped me realize that it wasn't until all those good individual players were able to come together um to have a really good season and i've coached teams that have had tremendous talents in every single line and they haven't been able to do some of the things that some teams that i've coached with a little bit less talent or been part of a little bit less talent um have been able to do. And so I think it's, it's a mix of my player and coaching experience. Um, but it's the reality of, of the game because it's a collective game. Um, if you look at now, like Ronaldo and Messi are no, are not in the, in the champions league anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. Mbappe, Neymar, all these players, I think 
you know, Fred. I, I find it hard. <laughs> actually his little, i saw his little his little play for the cutback against atletico that was uh that was pretty crisp i'm just i'm just kidding you know but yeah, uh, yeah, no, the, yeah. but no so i guess i i find it hard anybody finding more talented players than mbappe um like attacking like players that would stick out if they went to a college yeah. showcase mbappe neymar messi ronaldo and none of them are in the champions league anymore um, and so I think, I think the narrative is corrupted, um, and, and it's looked down upon to the way that Atletico Madrid plays, um, and wanting players to, to, to be like Ronaldo, be like Messi. And when, when you start to, to nurture that, um, I think that's what you're going to see on training for youth in, in a youth session, um, as opposed to, uh, amplifying, a team like Atletico, forget whether they play beautiful or not beautiful. They are a collective that they know what they're going to do. And they're trying to work together to get that Liverpool, Manchester City. Um, even, even the PSG versus Real Madrid game, Real Madrid was able to be a team with less stars, but not that they don't have talent, but they were, they were the, co- the collective um, was able to overcome the, the numerous individual, uh, uh, talents in, in PSG and so I think in the long term the game will speak of that um, stronger than the individuals um, and I, I think we as coaches have a responsibility to to cultivate that um, and so when, when, when maybe Crystal wasn't feeling happy about his teammate I wouldn't necessarily blame Crystal, I would blame it could be the coach or it could be that coach's coach or that coach's yeah. coach coach. Um, and so I think it's on us to, to break that narrative as coaches um, so that the players on the bench are celebrating when you score so that the player that didn't touch the ball on the play, um, because at the end of the day, there's only one soccer ball. Yeah. There's 22 players on the field. And there's only 11, and, so yeah. if you, and there's only 11, there's 20 players on the team and there's only 11 spots on the team on the, on the field yeah. for the starting lineup. Right. Too. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I think the, the, the biggest success for, for a coach and a player is to understand how important you are when you and the ball are not together. Yeah. And, and if you're able to create drills along, so if you, if, if you go and watch a session and, and I limit the touches, I'm not limiting the touches only because I want you to play quicker. I'm going to limit the touches because you're going to have the ball less. I'm going to limit the touches because you're going to have to think a little bit ahead. Um, I'm going to limit the touches because you're going to have to move. If one player only has one touch, I have to move so that he doesn't take the second touch or we lose the ball. So it's, it's less about the speed of play, um, but it's more of what is the culture that we're creating with um, limiting the touches because that's simulating more in the bigger few, 11 against 11, you're only going to touch the ball for about three minutes. Um, and and that that's not that I'm against I'm against dribbling or any of that because you got to break the field down and, and make sure you, you let players know in which portions of the field makes more sense. But I, I would I would suggest starting from from a space of can we all can we all know how important we are when I'm not on the ball. And the coaches, can I know how important I am on game day by talking less? Because mm-hmm. if you have to talk too much on game day, you probably um, are not doing enough during the week or you don't trust yourself during the week. Um, 
And so finding ways to, to continuously detach from, from being the center of attention throughout the most of the game. Because even if you are that player that makes the difference, that difference is made in, in a couple seconds. Yeah. But nobody's going to talk about the save. Nobody's going to talk about the tackle. Nobody's going to talk about uh, the, the defensive shape that kept them from not creating an action. The player um, who made a run off the ball that created space for you to take yeah. that 1v1, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, and so, uh, so there should be shows. There should be shows. There should be awards. There should be all these things at the highest level. The Ballon de Oro should be balanced out with the player who touches the ball less and influences their team the most. Yeah. Um, because if we're able to do this in the big soccer world, then the youth is going to, they're, they're actually going to succeed more because yeah. you're limiting your potential. If you think that you can only stand out with the ball when in reality, you're longer without the ball than you are with the ball in any game. Yeah. Uh, this it's, uh, it's funny because um, I actually uh, almost never uh, restrict touches in training sessions. And obviously we've worked together. We've, uh, you know, I've, I've watched you coach, uh, and, uh, you know, and been there and been involved in the sessions. Um, and obviously it's, it's something that you do, um, you know, uh, fairly regularly. I love that you, you know, add that, that it's like, it's about like the environment and the culture as well, rather than just like trying to speed up play. Um, so even though I don't do it very much, like there are, there's definitely like um, a lot of coaches like don't think and they're just like two touches just just because just just because yeah. I because I because I said so um, or because yeah. like it's because you yeah, have to play sometimes it's because, yeah you want to see something um, is that I go going back to the visible and the invisible game but you want to see the ball move quicker yeah but that's not necessarily why I'm doing two touches uh, and, and it depends on the groups. Like I yeah. know there's a certain yeah, group 100%, of players yeah. that, that I, I don't even have to say limited touches and they're going to play uh, quick in certain areas and they're going to dribble in the right areas. There's other groups where I have to implement it. Um, yeah. And so it's, again, knowing your players, knowing the environment. Last session, um, I started with, with small sided and, and I didn't put any restrictions. And they, were, they got the ball. They took a touch. They look up and... It was like, I know how quick they can play in their brain, but because it was the beginning of practice and so I, I don't even blame them for not playing quick enough. It's like, I have to put the parameters so that their brains start to warm up and then start to decrease the parameters yeah. so that now they're just functioning with their creativity and within uh, the appropriate speed of play. Because speed of play sometimes may mean take two touches, sometimes take five touches. Um, but it, it does depend on, on the players as opposed to just like, we're going to go one touch. I yeah. mean, sometimes there's some players that I'm like, you got you got zero touches. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. And there's some other players that I, I'm going to say, you should take 10 touches in this play. Um, but but yeah. yeah, it just varies. Yeah, it's funny because like, I find that like, um, you know, a, a lot of the time, uh, yeah, it, it totally depends on the team. Uh, and I'm not at like, I never said like I will never ever restrict touches. I think it's like the like a horrible thing to do. But I love that you like put some thought into it, and you put some thought into yeah. like the environment that you that you implement that in. Like for example, like I would find it, I would almost never uh, or like I more often restrict touches with uh, with boys teams than I would with girls teams because I find that girls. Uh, you know, some, I need to sense. tell them to like, you know, the space yeah. in front of you, I need to see you take it. Whereas, you know, boys are maybe more likely to do that, um, which is, which yeah. I find kind of interesting. Cause I always like seeing like differences between working with girls and working with boys. Um, 
the the lat to just to close out this topic, I think that like um, you know, even though I was I, you know, I said I wasn't gonna be too hard on myself, but I, you know, I was a little bit like about like the the attitude that I have. And then you said something that kind of like made me think a little bit is that like you wouldn't necessarily blame Christo, you'd probably blame more like the environment that sure. led to me feeling like that. And I hundred percent agree with that. Like um, I think like um one thing that can make a coach really great is helping players to feel like they're involved even when they're not super involved. So even if they're not the star of the team, or maybe if they're not even like, maybe if they're even like on the bench, um, you know, like that, I think that's uh, something, you know, and I uh, uh, like, I think that there's a, there's a coach um, that kind of like a a famous coach that stands out to me that did, that seemed to do that really well was, um, you know, uh, Alex Ferguson, um, you know, it seemed like he would always have players who were squad players and they maybe wouldn't play very much. They'd always come on as a sub or they'd, um, you know, they'd play one game out of three or something like that. But whenever they were on the field, they were like ready to go. You could never see that they were like, um, you know, being, uh, like they were obviously ready to be in that situation. And when they were on the bench, they were, you know, smiles on their face. It seems like he didn't have like issues with like the team environment. I just think that's like, um, you know, it it is about the environment, making sure that players feel involved is, is important because like we said, it's, it's about the team. And I'm sure that my negativity affected some of my teammates. Um, So, and I was like 14 or something like, like it's tough. How much can you put on a 14 year old player to act the best way for their team all the time? Like it's tough, you know? So having that, like that speaks to like, I wish I could have been stronger mentally and like a little bit better about things, but at the same time, my coach probably should have supported me more uh, to feel confident in the role that I, that I had at the team in the team at that time. Right. I agree a hundred percent. And again, guy, going back and and it's actually the soccer world's fault. Um, is not because um, we can continue to uh, deconstruct where it started, um, but then it also wouldn't be unfair. Like we're saying, like it's it's your coach, but then it was That's his it. coach yeah. or his environment. So we, yeah. we got to continue to understand the bigger picture and like what are we seeing that's creating. Um, that in the moment environment that's making me feel a certain type of way because I I think you have a better chance of of um changing Crystal's feeling if he doesn't feel that it's a sorry if he doesn't feel if he doesn't feel that if he doesn't feel guilt after that feeling and he's okay with okay I feel this way and you can still choose whether it's is is the healthy or less healthy way but you're not coming at yourself and feeling why, like now you're crystal against crystal and crystal against the team and crystal against the coach. Um, and no, it's actually that environment against the soccer world and what we've chosen to, to, to make the, the, the spotlight. Um, yeah. and again, yeah. I, I'm going to advocate for even you're either the invisible. Yeah. Um, uh, I have yeah. 10 of those. So, right. Right. Um, <laughs> 
The uh, I was actually I just hopped off the phone uh, with a player um, who's having a tough time at the moment, who has been spending a lot of time uh, on the bench and playing as a substitute here or there. Um, and he recently like moved to a new team and stuff. And he was feeling very down. Uh, and I actually told him, like, last year, you're playing for a team. You're the best player there. This team is better. Of course, you're not going to be the star player right away. You might get there, but of course, like, what did you expect to join this team to have a guaranteed spot in the 11 every yeah. weekend? If you have a guaranteed spot in the 11 every weekend and you want to play professional and the team you're playing for right now isn't professional, you're in the right place. You're right. Like, because if, if you're, if you're not, um, if yeah. you're finding things difficult, like you yeah. have to, you have to go through some challenges to get to where you want to be. Every player is going to yeah. spend some time on the bench. Every player is going to spend some time not even making the bench. Uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's just the reality. And at yeah. some point you have to go through that. If you haven't gone through it yet, brace yourself, prepare for that. Yeah. Because it will happen. You are not going to be the star of every team you play for. Even if you get there eventually, it doesn't, it doesn't like you can't go from playing club and being the best player on your club team to going straight to academy and you're that day you're the best player on that team then you play yeah. division one in college from your freshman year that you're the best player on that team like if that was the case you would have gone straight from academy to professional right yeah like yeah. it's it's not it how it works sense. i would i would also suggest or or try to advise players to not not dictate or evaluate themselves on a game to game minutes. Yeah. Can you look, look at the whole season and yeah, it's going to be more work, but if you actually want a concrete evaluation, the first I've had seasons where the first third started every single game. Um, second, second, third, I would come off the bench and then the third one, I would start again. And so you would average out. And, and sometimes with the subbing rules at you soccer, sometimes you play more, when you come off the bench. Mm -hmm. And so these players are, are, are looking for, for this personal approval um, or, or self-approval uh, self yeah, self of if I, I'm on the starting lineup, that means something. Well, that that yeah. means absolutely nothing. Absolutely not. And you can see it in the, in the professional world too. Um, the best teams like Liverpool, I, look at all these teams. When was the last time they did a back-to-back -back same starting 11? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it hasn't happened very... Um, or at least th just look at the teams that are in the in the Champions League now. Left. Yeah. All of these teams, I I guarantee you, most of them don't have the same starting eleven for two games in a row. Um, and so that means absolutely nothing. And so I have players come to me like, "Yo, coach, am I starting? Like, <laughs> we're, we're already starting in a not row. Not any, row. not anymore. <laughs> not, any, not not anymore. Yeah. Um, if you have to ask me. But, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. It's all of these. So, so, so evaluate your season or, or your performance in a season as a whole, because then you're going to start become resentful with the club or resentful with the coach. And you, and you, and you, you will be resentful on the day you start and you will love the coach and the club the day yeah. you do start. Um, and the opposite when you don't. Um, and so that throws off your energy and what is actually yeah, up and down. And, yeah, yeah. All yeah, over yeah, the place. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then at the end of the season, if, if you played less than you deserve, then 
then maybe it's time to, to move on or yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like that that yeah. happens i think it's always good to zoom out and but, look but at the bigger picture 100 yeah. percent. you'll never you'll, you'll never come to the coach and say hey coach why did i play so much the other day? <laughs> yeah. and i didn't and i didn't deserve to play <laughs> like you know yeah. you're never gonna do that <laughs> yeah 100 percent. uh all right well uh yeah, um, I think we can uh, move into uh, Andre's little story and the the thing that he he looks for in a player. Um, you know, now a uh, good good time to transition over. I had I had one story, but with all this this whole conversation, it took me to a different place. Um, Go for it. What I look forward so only because it happened recently. Um, I is a really good player. Um, that I that I coach, and he was he was out for a bit. Um, I can't remember if it was sick or injury, but for whatever reason, he had to miss um, several uh, games and practices. And so um, he came back to practice this week, and then uh, and then I checked in on him. On him. I, sh- I sent him a text. I said, "Hey, how do you feel? Um, how do you think you do this? Uh, or no, how did you feel at practice?" That's all I said. And then. Um, his response was immediately, uh, I felt horrible. I was rusty. My touches were off. Every time I got the ball, I didn't make uh, the best decision. Um, but next practice, I'm coming back, you know. Um, and so it was interesting to me how negative that was, first of all. Um, and two, how his evaluation had only to do with when he had the ball. And to be fair, this is a player that, wants to be near the ball a lot in that training session he actually stayed in his position he didn't crowd the space he was the first one to practice i had them bring soccer balls he was one of the only players who brought a soccer ball so it was interesting for him to not pick on like hey i i was there on time i brought the soccer ball <laughs> like like you yeah. said i stayed in my space yeah I, I made a couple bad decisions on the ball um and so i think for me i i would i would be impressed by a player that when you ask him how he did, he starts with the things that he did well. I think many times we, we, we gravitate to, oh, this could have been better, or I should have done this, I should have done that. Um, there's something about and It might not even just be the player. I think we always want to be better. Um, and if you always want to be better, you're acknowledging that you're not good enough today. And so what would it be what would it look like to be a player that acknowledges how good you are today and then work from there to better? Um, so I, I think that's that's what I look into a player. And also I think one thing that would have helped this player is in the process of evaluating that, um, can you evaluate yourself beyond the moments that you had the ball? And then if you're able to evaluate that as part of your full evaluation for one session, it's actually going to be more accurate. Or even if you evaluate yourself only without the ball, that's still going to be more accurate than with the ball because you probably spend less time on the ball than on the ball in a training session or in a game. Because again, there's one ball. And in our practices, there's like 30 players. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, so I think that's one thing that, that would, would impress me. And I guess, Maybe your question was that I have seen, and I haven't seen I mean, it yet. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you haven't seen the the positive yet. Um, well, no, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the player. Um, a player that I asked, "How did you do?" Um, start with him, the positive. 
start with the positive and also include the moments yeah. in the evaluation, include the moments that they didn't have the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's when, if, if the moment I, I see that or hear that, I think this player has the capacity to reach a level um, that the players, that the, that the normal soccer player can't reach at this moment because of what we're talking about, because it's so fixated on with the ball. If I'm part of the play, if I'm part of the goal, if I made the save. And I think, if again, going back to how soccer is right now, it's the teams that have less of that that are still in the Champions League or, or are at the top of their leagues, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you uh, two questions. Uh, first, what was... Uh, so your honest thought was, uh, like, after his session... Uh, like, what was that? What did you, like, if, if I had asked you, uh, how did this player do? What would your response have been? So I wanted to start with, um, he was there early and he brought a soccer ball, which is those two things already. You're doing something beyond everybody else. And in order to attempt to have a decent session, being there early and having the equipment, stuff from there and knowing that it's your first training session back i think his personality was the same uh he was he was very uh outgoing he was making jokes he was he wasn't he was like he wasn't in a shout um because he had missed a, a few a few games in a few sessions um and then the other thing was he wasn't doing some of the things that he normally does which is gravitate towards the ball um so i would have started with with um Given that he was away, um, there was at least three to four things that he already did well. Okay. Um, and then things that players that haven't missed those that time are not doing well at the moment. Um, just to off-balance that, who did, was it a setback to be away? And, and for whatever reason, you couldn't be there. Um, yeah. And that's, that's it. So, and you were <laughs> able to come back and, and be in B. Yeah, so I, I lied. I actually have uh, three questions. So that was one. What... Uh, did you expect him to be like a little bit frustrated with his performance like he was? Knowing him, yes. Yeah. Yes. Which okay. is part of the reason why I asked, because I wanted I didn't want him to go into the next session um with that being his final thoughts on the previous session. So I wanted to disrupt that narrative before we went into other ones. So let him spit out the negative and then throw out a potential uh consider what you you did right okay. um which which actually um once he sent me that text i my answer was what do you think you did well um and then his answer was like wait actually i wasn't i was in good positions i didn't call this so he actually told me the things that i had in mind that he did well just took um, a little bit of prompting yeah, yeah it's just it's just the questions you know um uh, and then but yeah i wanted to i wanted to break that before the next session yeah and when when did you send uh the text uh Was it like so immediately we... afterwards that night next oh, morning no 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 i i tried i tried to not do it immediately um i did it i did it the day after because we had back, we had sessions back one day and then the next day. Uh-huh. So in next in between, morning, yeah. um, it was like right. afternoon. Yeah, I okay. sent it to him at that time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's something that I uh, uh, I think is is good. Like I uh, I'm a big believer in not analyzing things 
right after they happen. So like, say you're yeah. in a game and you yeah. make a bad pass. The moment to analyze why that ba- pass was bad is not right then because whether it's like, oh, it was a stupid pass to make or, oh, I just like, it was, it would have been a good pass if I had passed well, yeah. but it like, I just didn't pass well. Either way you're go like, it's, it's just not the right time to think about it. Right. Cause then it puts in your head. Um, so like after a bad game, I want you to go away. I want you to think about other things. I want you to listen to music. I want you to go read a book, play a video game, uh, or go do your individual session, go juggle a ball outside. If that's what relaxes you, I don't want you to analyze that thing right away because mm-hmm. we talk about all the time that like, um, you know, like removing yourself, like you said, like step back uh, and look at your season yeah. holistically. I think it's so hard, like as like we're humans, we're like very, very emotional uh, creatures, like, and that emotion, it can, it can be your enemy a lot of the time because like in the yeah, moment, yeah. you know, you, you think like either you did something really, really well, or you did something horribly. And there's like, there's no in between really. So I think that like giving him that time, you know, almost a, a full day or, yeah. you know, 12, 18 hours, whatever it yeah. was to kind of like think on his own. Yeah. I think that's super positive because um, do it like a lot of the time, right after a game or right after a session, uh, whether I'm coaching or playing, I'll think like, yeah. dang, I should have done this. I should have done this. No, step away, yeah, yeah. relax for a bit, then come back to it later. And it's much easier to do what you said and start with the positives and be like, you know, yeah, yeah. in general, force your session went well. In general, I played well. Uh, there yeah. were, I did this, I did this, I did this. Okay. I made this mistake. I made this mistake. Uh, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But I think like uh, taking the emotion out of it uh, and the best way to do that is to give yourself a little time. I think that's really, really yeah. important. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I was, I, I journal a, a good amount. Um, and, and I, I was journaling like, what bothers me? What bothers me? And there's just so I can put them somewhere and waiting is something that I think bothers every single human. Like you're waiting in yeah. traffic. You hate it. You got to wait in line. <laughs> you hate it. Uh, uh, COVID test, you got to wait for it to come back. And you're like, oh, I just want to know if I got it, if I got COVID or not. Um, and so, and so this idea of time, um, if we're able to live outside of it um, and not be dictated by it, and we, we want to fix the mistakes immediately. Um, but I, I think we, since we gravitate towards these mistakes, we'll, we'll, we'll step over the good things that, that we have done. And I think from those is where you build from to, to improve. Um, and, and had I, had we had another day in between, I would have and taken made, even longer yeah. to, to send them because the other thing I did want to do was interrupt his negative mentality before the next session. Yeah. Um, so, so, so if I would have had more time, but I, I, I threw it in there also because the next session was coming the in. next day. Um, yeah. So, so playing, so playing with time and, and, and using time in your favor, as opposed to, um, at the same time, I, I, me knowing him, I knew that he could have used that before he even went to bed that night. So he would yeah. sleep a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but even then, like going back to what you're saying, like this player is not going to play for me um, the, his entire life. So he has to work through these things and, and, and remember how he felt 
um, at the end of that practice and he slept with it and then something interrupted it. And maybe he remembers the question, maybe he doesn't remember me, but knowing that it, it's more than, than, than what I, and me step away. It's like, as much as I would like him to, to go to bed today, feeling better about himself, like just let it happen. Um, I'm, I'm not his hero. I'm just his guide. Um, he's the hero actually. Um, and so being able to make those moments of, of inter, uh, intervening and, and stepping away, um, I think is important um, for the player, for the coach. Um, and it goes back to what you're saying. I think many times we, we feel that this player, I have to teach this player all of soccer or make him the best person possible. No, there's going to be more people in his life um, and more teams in his life and more teammates um, don't don't feel the pressure to to completely um, turn this player into what you think is the ideal. And you might also have my ideal soccer player and my ideal mentality might also not be the right one. Yeah. So, well, I mean, there's a there's a million right ways, yeah. uh, you know, to to go about. Like, I think, like, you know, uh, th- there's definitely different ways to to develop as a player. You know, every professional player has been developed in a in a slightly different way. You know, different countries, different coaches, different uh, teammates, different uh, you know cultures. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. But yeah, I I, I think I like uh, I like uh, the idea of uh, I, I think that's very like very important like coming at it with a, with a, with a positive, uh, yeah. like com- coming, I, I like the, it's just, just so important to be able to, yeah. you know, and something I talk about all the time to like, uh, flip things to like, I, and I think I'm very good at, um, making things that almost no one could think of as a positive into a positive. I can make almost anything uh, a, a positive, like um, thinking like, like when a player comes to me when they're, when they're injured, uh, I'm like, all right, a great time to work on, you know, watching uh, professional games, doing player analysis. Uh, you know, you can work on, uh, you know, you can um, work on the, do some meditation or, you know, some mental training, yeah. uh, train in other ways. Uh, if you, if you can still, you know, do, if it's just the one leg, you can work on your other leg. Like there's always yeah. stuff there's like, and these are like opportunities that you might not get all the time. Right. Like, or maybe like yep. you're, you're sick. You need to take time completely off. Okay. The, like this is time that you have to, to rest, take a step back uh, and, you know, look at things in a, in a broader picture rather than like when you're at training every day, you're playing games every weekend, like you're in there. Uh, it's a lot harder to take a step back. Maybe this is your chance to take a step back. Um, there was, <laughs> um, that, uh, that video um, that I, on the, on the Abby Villa page that I posted of um, which one uh, Davi uh, when he steps on the ball, do you see that one? When it's like rolling back no, towards no. the goal and he's step he like he's running back to try to save it. And instead of just like oh, when, when he it, like runs over the yeah, the, like yeah, 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 steps yeah. on the ball, the ball goes into the net, he like flips over the pug, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I posted that. I'm and I it was something like, you know, like I want a player who works this hard to keep the ball out of the net yeah. for me. I like if yeah, you're not yeah, yeah. if you're not making mistakes like this. If you're not looking, yeah. oh, I think it was like, if you don't look this ridiculous sometimes, 
you're not working hard enough, right? Like yeah. and that, like that's that's kind of half how you have to approach uh, these things because, dang, it gets tough sometimes. Life gets tough. Soccer gets tough. Uh, you need to be able, and I think, uh, so, like you, you were, you said that, like as humans, we sometimes we start with the negatives. I think, in a lot of ways, humans are like pessimistic to start with. Yeah. I think most humans like focus a lot more on those negative things than they focus on the positive things. And I think if you have the strength to be able to just be an optimist, to just look yeah. at things and see the positive first. I think that is one of the most, uh, yeah. like the, one of the best personality traits you can have is, uh, is to be able to see that positive first. And I'm definitely, I like, I'm not like that. It's something I've had to work on. Uh, but it's something like, I see that mistake now and it'd be tougher if I was the one making that mistake to feel good about yeah. it. But I, I can still, yeah. I can take a step back and, and see that I could be like, you know, horrible mistake, horrible mistake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you can still take a positive from that. And I think that's yeah. just like it's, super yeah. helpful. Yeah. And I think it's really hard to be an optim optimist in a, in such a pessimist world um, because everything is pushing you towards and they, and they're, they flip the pessimist mentality into a grind or like, I gotta be better. I gotta be better. I gotta, and it's like, it's, it's almost perceived as healthy to point out the bad to become better um but in a world like Messi and Ronaldo have a have a bad game and it's the end of the world when they've given soccer 15 years yeah um everybody around them is is choosing these couple even if it's a whole season like so what the things these guys have done one season cannot uh write off everything that they've done so if you can tap into that um your your capacity reaches a level that's almost untouchable and and the player stage will not that ending will not limit you of how much you add to the game um and i think that's that goes back that's a big part of all of this mentality of i'm only playing soccer because i'm here to become a professional player or a player that this you have to be playing soccer beyond the idea of being a player because the reason you were mad that somebody else scored was because it was a setback because they might be getting closer to your perceived or you were stepping behind or you were or you were losing time um and that's where it starts and, and i don't think i don't think players have created a, a relationship where where soccer is more than the player stage and that's easier said than acknowledged but if you're able to tap into that, I mean, you, so you, will, you, yeah. you will bring to soccer something that even a player would not have brought to soccer. Um, yeah. And and again, it, it even, I think of somebody tell, saying this to me uh, at a young age and I'm saying, I would say, shut up. Like, I just want to play. Yeah. And so my my goal is to find ways to trigger that and, and help younger Andres um, accept his role, enjoy the game, and don't... Actually, if I'm here just to play professional, I'm actually just stepping over everybody that I interact with, my coaches, my teammates, uh, the school, um, just to get somewhere that I want to be. Um, that's, that's, not, that's not what the game was for. No, definitely not. 
All right. Well, I think it's time for three uh, key takeaways. Uh, so I did my for, uh, my story first. So I think I'll I'll do one. Um, and I think that's that even from a young age, you need to learn how to succeed within a team environment. Like you can, uh, obviously you need to become a good individual player yourself, but you need to find a way to channel that into, into team success. Um, and you know, because, because it is a team sport, um, and you can't, you can't let your ego get in the way of that. You have to, you have to find a way to, uh, to help the team, in order to help yourself, because even as like, as a young player at the end of the day, like you're looking to play for better and better teams, probably play the sport, you know, in whatever level you want to play it at. Um, but, uh, so you want to help yourself get to that level, but to help yourself get to that level, you got to help the team you're on right now. Uh, and that, yeah, Yeah. I think that's just so, so important. And if there's something that, like I know I struggled with, maybe, maybe you didn't, and maybe that's why, you know, we're different coaches uh, now, but I do know a lot of players uh, do think like that. Whenever yeah. I talk about team success or like how players who are on the bench should celebrate, uh, you know, their team winning, I get one guy who's like, if my team, uh, if I'm not on the field, I hope my team loses seven zero. And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, so I would say uh, try the uh, – I, I call it a 3v1. So in anything you do, once you finish three positives, one negative. Mm-hmm. And so just start with practice. Three positive things, one negative. Because I, I, we also don't want you to lose accountability. Um, yeah. But start with three positive things. Even if you just made it to practice on time. Not even or, early. <laughs> Not even like even. Oh no, <laughs> we take the positives that we can get, right? Like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes it's sometimes it's tough to find those three positives. But you, I'm a hundred percent sure you can always it, find three yeah. positives. And it's more, and it's more than it's more than just the habit of um, picking out what you did right, but to trying to see the things that others do right. Because now you're going to yell less at your teammates because you're conditioned to, oh, like he made one mistake, but he did seven things right in this training session. And that will also create an environment, a healthier environment um, in your team. So, um, but start with yourself. I think the way you see yourself is the way you interact with others. So three positives, one, uh, I don't even want to call it negative, needs improvement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'll, I'll say um, less, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be happy with this one. Less, less focus on what you do with the ball, more focus on everything outside of that. Like, like both of our things, like it was supposed to be something like that people might not expect that we see as very important in a player. So obviously that takes us away from like dribbling past the whole team and scoring a goal. Um, Like both things were like nothing at all to do with, with touches on the ball. Right. Like, and these are things we look for in players and, um, you know, and, and that impress us a lot and it's not yep. like incredible defense splitting passes. It's not even, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even something that like yours wasn't even something they do on the field. Yours was something they do like afterwards. Uh, mine was something yep. that 
a player does when the ball isn't in play. So, you know, less focus on these obvious things, more focus on the things that are kind of like more subtle, maybe behind the scenes, uh, but that are very, very meaningful to, to coaches. So something to keep in mind that like, you know, all that matters isn't what you do on the field or what you do with the ball. There's so much more that matters. Yeah. And again, it's, again, it's not, it's not even those players. Like, well, we only see Messi on Wednesday and Sunday, (laughs) you know? And so, and so we, we evaluate ourselves from the times that we see ourselves on the field, which is when we see Messi. Um, But that's only what two days out of seven. There's another five days. So you're, you're, I think those five days are more important than those two. And, and all of those are something that they're doing outside of the soccer field, which actually makes them that good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those two days it, it are sounds, only, yeah, yeah those two yeah. days are they're, only they're, possible they're the because of, of the yeah, day. exactly. Right. Like if those five day five other days weren't there and Messi was just, you know, sitting on his couch yeah. for the other five days, he wouldn't be there on, yeah, like, uh, on Wednesday. Practical things like you want, like you want to be messy. Are you sleeping like Messi? Yeah. Are you sleeping like Ronaldo? Are you eating like Messi? Are you um, watching games like Messi has to watch? You know, um, so it's, it's very tough to to just be try to be Messi or, or any good player that you look up to just by their Sunday performance. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, uh, we will be back uh, next week. Thank you for listening to this uh, episode of the Infinite Improvement uh, Podcast. But we'll be back next week with uh, with another topic. I'll tease it right now. Um, it's going to be, uh, you it's a know, teaser for me too. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I should have checked with you before. Uh, it's going to be about what made what as players we think made us special. So I love that. It'll be a big contrast from this week where we talked a lot about the the team environment. Next week we'll talk a little bit more about us as individuals um, and what made us special as individuals or what we think made us special. Um, so yeah, Andres has a has a week to to think about it. Um, I, I think I've already got mine, um, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening um, and uh, see you soon. Peace. Yes.